What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you guys with the last of our Christmas slash winter themed movies. Um, Again, unfortunately, Felicia is still sick, so we had to uh, dive into the Instagram bank, I guess we could say, uh, and pick one of the movies that was suggested to us whenever we made our story uh, last week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, this week we're going to be talking about 2007's P2. But before we hop into this movie, we are going to talk about what we've been up to this week. All right. I fucking, that, that whole sentence threw me off. I was like, that's not what I'm supposed to say. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. Go ahead, Brooke. <laughs> uh, watched a few things this week i watched uh overlord um nice this week uh, i picked up on 4k uh on black friday mm-hmm. and um i'm starting to like actually put in the reviews on letterboxd okay so um have one up for that if you want to go check it out uh yeah overlord was fun i had a good time with it nice uh, I finally got around to watching the documentary 14 Peaks. Nothing is impossible because I've had like three or four people tell me it's really good. Okay. And it is really good. It's pretty, it's like basically this guy is trying to climb the 14 highest mountains in the world. Mm-hmm. And the like time he does it in is crazy. Um, does he do it in like a year? Uh, he does it in six, six months and like, 14 days that's insane yeah Yeah. it's uh it's really good um and then i kind of got my movie watching uh tickle on if you can say that i guess (laughs) okay uh because uh antony from porcelain peak recently showed us the stats page on Mm -hmm. letterboxd and it has a bunch of lists on there um so well, me and you both decided to tackle IMDb's top 250 movies mm-hmm. <laughs> of all time. Yep. So I watched Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I say I've seen that before, but I didn't have it logged on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. So out of that. Last night we watched 12 Angry Men. Okay. Uh, really good movie. I haven't watched that movie since high school. Yeah. And I watched Toy Story last night. Very nice. Yes. And I started a movie. um, And the (laughs) problem, I guess it's not a problem, but with these highly rated movies, a lot of the movies are incredibly long. Mm -hmm. So I started watching one tonight, which is three and a half hours (laughs) long. I was going to rent it on Apple, but I decided to buy it because... I didn't think I'd finish it in two days. So, yeah. you know. So that movie is Seven Samurai. Oh, is it good? It so is far? good so far. Yeah. Nice. I have about an hour left. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's, nice. I guess, considered the first action movie ever made. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I got an hour left. Cool. It's lots long. But, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it, 
it's one of the Criterion Collection. And I fucking wish that we had HBO Max because I'm pretty sure that there's a Criterion Collection on HBO Max that has all of those movies. So, well, hey, we can convince our buddy down in Chicago to get HBO Max and then give you the code. That's true. It's mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. Could do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, I've been on a fucking mission this week. because I am so close to my goal of 365 movies in a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, this week I banged out 16 movies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've been busy. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to take a lot of time talking about them, but uh, I watched some fucking random ass movies this week, man. I don't even know why I picked them. I just did. And yeah, um, so I watched The Secret of Nim, which is mm-hmm. an in- incredible animated movie from back in the 80s. Uh, I finally watched the new Candyman. Nice. It, it was okay. Yeah. In I, my opinion. I need to watch it again, but definitely disappointing. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel needed. No, no. Uh, then I watched Legend which was the Ridley Scott movie from 85 has uh, Tom Cruise and Tim Curry in it. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, it was all right. You've probably seen Tim Curry's character from it. Uh, Okay. He's like a devil, like a big red guy with fucking huge ass horns. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was all right. Uh, And then Christmas Eve, I watched fat man while I was wrapping some gifts Oh, nice. What'd you think of it? Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah, it was so good. good. Mel Gibson was wicked in it. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And then Christmas Day, uh, I've started tradition of always putting on Christmas vacation whenever we're opening gifts and stuff just to kind of have on in the background. Yeah. So we watched that. And then our Christmas dinner was canceled on Christmas Day. So we just kind of after the gift opening and all that, we just kind of chilled for the rest of the day. We watched Mm -hmm. Elf. And then Sarah was watching An Unexpected Christmas. So I sat down and watched that with her. Um, one of those cheesy ass like fucking Christmas movies. That's a Seth movie. <laughs> yeah, that is a Seth movie for sure. <laughs> um, and then I watched Maleficent 1 and 2. I still haven't seen those. N- neither one of them? No. Oh, wow, man. I they're know. I heard so they're... good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I hadn't seen the second one yet. That's why I like rewatched the first one. I was just going through Disney Plus, and I was like, "Yeah, I really want to watch that second one." I so heard it's I, better than the first. I I don't know if I would say it's better, but it's like it's right up there, right? Like right. it's it's at par for sure. So, anyways, yeah, I watched both of them, and then I watched My Neighbor Totoro because I want to go through all the Studio Ghibli movies. Nice. Um, see what all the hype is. I liked it. It was a it was a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Mm. And I haven't seen any of the other ones, so there we go. <laughs> that, that was the first one I've ever watched. Uh, and then I watched All the Creatures Were Stirring, which was not a recommendation by Josh, uh, but he did quite the opposite and said it was a hot piece of trash, and I just decided I was going to watch it anyways. And um, do you agree with him? Yeah, it wasn't good. It was, <laughs> it was bad. 
Uh, and then I randomly watched Ghoulies because it was on Amazon Prime and I'd never seen it before. Another hot piece of trash. Yeah, I've heard it's not good. Oh, man, it's terrible. Awful. Uh, and then I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, which is on Netflix. Um, Andrew Garfield was incredible in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Like I was texting you last night. I was like, there's some parts that I don't like, but then yeah. there's some where it's just like my mind was blown. I was like, this is so fucking good. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I gave it a four to five on Letterboxd. So I really, have really you, enjoyed it. Uh, have you seen, I forget what it's called, Hugh Jackman's? One that came out like four years ago. Oh, The Greatest Showman? Yeah. No, I never watched that. I would recommend that. Yeah, see, like I've never been a big fan of musicals. Like there's some that I like. Like I love Sweeney Mm -hmm. Todd and uh, Repo, the genetic opera. Yeah. But I've never really gotten into like the more drama type musicals. Right. But I think like after watching this one, I was like, damn, like. I've heard that there's some really fucking good ones out there. Like our buddy Chuck from Chuck goes to the movies. He like adores musicals. Uh-huh. So I yeah. think, I think I got to give them a chance. Yeah. I know Hamilton is on the top rated list, so I'm going to have to watch that eventually. Mm-hmm. But that was like the talk of the town last yeah. year or whatever that came out. Yeah. And lastly, I watched the new Jimmy Carr stand up on Netflix last night. Jimmy Carr, oh, his, nice. his dark material. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> he is, funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he touched on some subjects and I was like, God damn, man. <laughs> like, you are brave, my friend. Yes. Is but, that like very, very new? Yeah, it came out this year. Oh, okay. I was going to say like, it's funny that, you know, a guy like Dave Chappelle, you know, he can't mm. do anything without backlash mm-hmm. but then jimmy carr can say shit you know it's just i i, I don't know it may have to do with race but it's just yeah it's funny yeah i don't get it and someone else i just watched someone else's too oh pete davidson um, oh, okay alive in new york and yeah. like some of the shit that he was dropping i was like shit man like we're going like Bob Saget in the early nineties type shit with this guy <laughs> in this one. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. All right. Ready to hop into this movie discussion? Yes, sir. Okay, before we start, what are you drinking tonight, Brooke? So I am drinking a Corona. Oh. Let's see if I... I don't know if you heard that at all, but... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and I got to squeeze the lime in it. I got a fat lime tonight, so... Oh. 
Everyone loves a fat lime. I know, right? What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Bench Brewing Company Lincoln Lager. Nice. I bought a bottle of... Uh, Does 40... it taste like shit? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's called a Lincoln Lager, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I never even clued into that. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I was like, what do you mean? Does it taste like shit? Like, what about this would imply that it tastes like shit? Um, but yeah, I got the can for free with uh, a bottle of Forty Creek Tap Room because apparently oh, nice. they they like did a collaboration. But anyways, oh. here we go. Um, it does not taste like shit. That's good. Almost has like a Molson Canadian kind of taste to it. Okay. Yeah, not bad. All right. So like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about P2 from 2007. This movie was recommended by Michael from the We Love Horror podcast. Uh, whenever we put up our story post a couple weeks ago. Uh, the synopsis. A businesswoman is pursued by a psychopath after being locked in a parking garage on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I need to take a breath. There was too many words all at once. I didn't take a, <laughs> I didn't take a breath before the synopsis or anything. Um, this movie was directed by Frank Calfoon. 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 And Frank is F-R-A-N-C-K. Yeah. It's like he couldn't decide which one he wanted to use. And his last name is K-H-A-L-F-O-U-N. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we've actually done one of his movies before. We have, yeah. A long With, time ago. A long time ago. Two Halloweens ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he directed the Maniac remake with Elijah Wood. Uh, Prey, Wrong Turn at Tahoe, and Amityville, The Awakening. Yeah. And this movie was also written by Alexandra Aha. Aha. Uh-huh. Th- Aha, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, I only have two people for the cast list. Because... I have an honorable mention. Yeah, okay. I assumed maybe there would be one. Um, but anyway, starting off is Rachel Nichols. She played Angela. Um, she is in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, The Amityville Horror, Star Trek, Continuum, Titans, The Man in High Castle, and The Inside Remake. Mm-hmm. Not the original New French Extremities inside. Nope. But the shitty-ass Americanized remake. <clears throat> and next up is Wes Bentley, who plays Thomas. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's probably most well-known for his role in Yellowstone as Jamie Dutton. Yeah. That son of a bitch. Yep. Uh, he's also in Interstellar, The Hunger Games, which I completely forgot about. Um, American Beauty, American Horror Story, We Are Your Friends, and the new Blade Runner TV show that's coming out, apparently. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. Me either. Supposedly, well, I guess it started in this year, 2021. Um, so. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not to get too far ahead but uh i prefer jamie to thomas yeah i'll give you that (laughs) (laughs) 
Jamie's still a piece of shit, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. And what's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is uh, Paul Sun Hyun Lee. Oh, okay. That's not who I thought you were going to go for. Which I I don't think he's in this movie. I think he's like, I don't know. He said, it says man in elevator, but I don't remember seeing him in the movie at all. Hmm. But he is uh, Appa from Kim's Convenience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't remember seeing him in the movie at all. Me either. <laughs> but I just saw him in the cast list. I was like, hey, it's him. Huh. Cool. I thought you were going to go with Frank Calhoun. No, no. Well, he's going to go ahead and he's the newsman. But yeah. 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 Who I don't remember seeing either. I don't know. Must have been on TV in the background or some shit. Yeah. But yeah, very short cast list. There's really only two people throughout the whole film. There's like the odd small character that comes in here and there, but they're like literally on screen for like 30 seconds. Yeah, they have nothing. Yeah, so it's not even worth rhyming them off. Nope. So without further ado, you want to get into this movie discussion? Let's do it. Uh, have you seen this before? I feel like I have whenever it first came out, but like while I was watching it, I remembered nothing. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is a first watch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and not going to lie, it's not what I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? I mean, I, I don't want to go too much in my review, but I thought it was going to be a slasher. Oh, okay. And I don't know, it may be a slasher or like, I don't know, I guess it's like by the cover, you know, it looks like it's a slasher, but oh man, it really caught me off guard and I was not for it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I saw your score on Letterboxd. And like the first opening scene, like, I don't, I don't know what, what the point was. It just shows the scene whenever she gets out of the trunk and it's like very quick. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 seconds. And yeah. it's like, this is a, her screaming. It's like, okay, like what's the fucking point? Like mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I just took it as like one of those movies that shows you the ending and then it just kind of does like a rewind to show you everything that happened leading up to it. I know, but it was just so quick mm-hmm. and like you could hardly tell what was happening because it was like mm-hmm. weird fucking editing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry. Just a lot of questionable stuff in this movie, and like we both like uh, the Maniac remake. I think it's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. But then this, I don't know. I don't know what happened. If it was the writing or what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, because the Maniac remake was really good, and then like he hasn't really done much else. Like Amityville: The Awakening got shit fucking reviews. I've never watched it, but. Yeah. I mean, it has Bella Thorne in it, and the only thing she's done that's good is the babysitter. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, he's just one of those directors that was almost like a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. with Maniac. But then you get, like, Alexander Aha in it, who, mm-hmm. you know, has wrote nothing, like, amazing. Like, High Tension's good. Hills Have Eyes remake is good, but, mm-hmm. I mean... 
you know. Yeah. I don't think it's all on him. Like, I think it has a lot to do with Frank, maybe. I don't know. Well, I feel like, too, like, this movie was probably really early in his career, like, AHA's career. Because, like, True. He, he's really making a name for himself now. Like, he's made some bangers. Like, he directed Crawl, mm-hmm. which came out last year. Uh, yeah. And, like, the ones that you mentioned, too, are really good. But I think he just wrote those. He didn't direct them. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of questionable decisions in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, by characters and just... I don't know. Yeah. I know I'm not starting off good by fucking <laughs> bashing it, but... <laughs> uh, and did this movie feel like a Christmas movie to you? For like a no. winter... Yeah. No, because like we don't see outside, right? Like it all takes place in a parking garage. Yeah. So the only thing that makes any reference to Christmas is like the first maybe five, ten minutes when everybody's leaving and like they're saying Merry Christmas to each other and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And uh I keep wanting to call him Jamie. Thomas's uh like little dinner that he made and all that shit, but Yeah. And no, like she's going to a Christmas party after yeah. her work and also, the the song choice is in this movie, mm-hmm. like the scene whenever he's in front of the camera singing Elvis. Yeah, it's like put a Christmas, have him sing like a Christmas uh, song or something. Yeah, like Elvis has Christmas, it's like he has a Christmas album. Why wouldn't you have played <laughs> one of his Christmas songs? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe they could only get the rights to that one. Uh, that's fair. He's dead, so I guess it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you find out that Angela's boss <clears throat> kind of like hit on her and touched her inappropriately, mm-hmm. and she kind of calls him out, and he like apologizes stuff like that. Um, and she has like no service in the parking garage. She's going to a party, and like right at the bat, you kind of get a weird feeling, like you you know that Thomas is the bad guy. Yeah. Like it's super easy to figure out. He, he acts too nice in that scene where mm-hmm. we first see him. And like the door's locked for her to get back out of the parking lot. And then like the outdoor or the, the doors to outside, like she calls a cab and it's all locked up mm-hmm. and the security guard, I forget what his name is, but he's not there. Carl. He's all, Carl. And uh, Thomas is the only one that you've seen, so it's like, okay, obviously, yeah, he's the person. Mm-hmm. But like, I thought there would be more kills in this movie and more like horror-ish. I don't know. It just felt like an episode of you. <laughs> Literally, man. As I was watching it, that's the thought that went through my head. I was like, "This is you to a T." Yeah. Um. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of kills, but the kills that we saw were fucking brutal. Yeah, that's like the one good thing I had about this mm-hmm. movie. The, um, go- the gore was really fucking good. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And like his motive just didn't make any goddamn sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he he was just using that as an excuse because like he was saying like, Oh, I want you to uh, appreciate yourself more and respect yourself more and all this stuff. I'm like, well, 
the way that you're going about it is not going to do that. <laughs> no. And like, he's going on, like after you find out that he kills Carl, you know, he says to her, Oh, he was going back to his family and his wife and his kid. And then he's like, you, you know, going to your family and, um, your husband, I think she was lying about that, but your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And he just says like, I have nothing like I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. I just want a friend. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems lazy writing. Yeah, I agree. Cause like, there's no way that he can think that everything that he's doing is going to give him what he wants from her. No, like she, she's not going to be your friend after you just fucking kidnapped her and locked her in a parking garage and, like, <laughs> yeah. and like fucking killed all these people and whatnot. Um, but I think he know, like, I think he's been stalking her for a while. Cause Definitely. whenever she talks about her boyfriend, he, he like questions it. He's like, Oh, you have a boyfriend. Like how long have you been dating? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you live together? But it's almost like he knows that she's lying just the way that he's questioning it. Yeah. Cause whatever she tells him, he's like, what? Like, really? Mm-hmm. It's like, he's like thinking in his head, like, how did I miss that? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, she starts going off the rails, you know, how he's a, a sports journalist and he works for like the post or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then says, oh, it's just online only. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I have a post here. Let's look him up. And she's like, yeah. no, it's online. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also, I do got to say, parking garages are pretty scary. So yeah. I yeah. like the uh, location for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, like, when they're empty like that. Like, if there's a bunch of cars and shit in there, it's not as bad. But, like, when you get into mm-hmm. an underground parking and there's, like, five cars in the whole place it's yeah like you you almost like they always tell women to do this like put your keys between your fingers and like you almost want to do that like even as a man it's just like as some sort of a defense mechanism just in case because you never fucking know Mm -hmm. exactly like i i think this movie would have been better if they that he killed like a few people like while she was in the parking garage like Mm -hmm like kind of setting it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like she is going back to her car. She can't get it to start and he tries starting it for her, but it won't start up. And like that whole scene, he's like, Oh man, that's really weird. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why it's not working. <laughs> yeah. So he turns like all the lights off in the place and uh, she ends up getting attacked by him. He puts her to sleep. Mm hmm. And then she wakes up chained to a table in like his kind of security room. And like, she's dressed up. He has like a Santa suit on and he's like making her dinner. And we got that whole scene whenever, mm-hmm. you know, she says that she has a boyfriend and stuff. Was that that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Um, do you think, because he brought down a, like a booster, um, like a battery pack mm-hmm. kind of thing for the car. Yeah. And, they focus on him saying like, Oh, like red to positive or whatever. I don't know. I, I just know to look at it, but do you think he put them on the wrong one so that it wouldn't work? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that's a good, uh, I think he could have done that. I was thinking it could have been something entirely different that he did to the car. Hmm. Like he might've done it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. 
But I got to say, like, I was disappointed in Wes Bentley. I don't know if it was just him or just his character that they wrote for him. Because I feel like he could have been way more intimidating and menacing. I feel like... I feel like maybe they almost wanted us as the viewers to sort of feel bad for him. So like they, they tried to keep him as this like timid sort of character as much mm-hmm. as they could until like every once in a while we would see like these little snaps in his mood. Yeah. And then, cause like I, fa- I, I don't think he did a bad job. Like, cause he, he goes from being like a nice calm person to like a complete psychopath. I talked about it in mm-hmm. my review, but to a complete psychopath on like a snap of a finger. Yeah. And then he kind of goes back to the ways that he was before. Mm-hmm. I personally, like, I don't think he did a, a terrible job. No, I don't think so either. I just think that they could have used him. Like Wes Bentley, like himself, he has a very like evil looking face. Yeah, he does. Like he just like his, the color of his hair and like his facial features. He just, has that look to him, you know? Yeah, and like when he like glares at people and like f- like kind of furrows his eyebrow, like yeah, I agree. He does have a very menacing look to him. So I, I think that they went too easy on his character. I think that's fair. This was also very early in his career too. Yeah, for like sure. He he didn't have a lot of movies before this one. No, no. <laughs> um. And a couple of things that bothered me during like the dinner scene, whenever he gets her to call her family, mm-hmm. it's like, I would just fucking like quickly say where I am. Yeah. You know, cause he's not going to kill you. Like that's not his intentions. No, no. He, he wants to be with you. Yeah. So like you're on the phone with her family, just fucking tell him quickly. Hey, I'm in the parking garage whatever the thomas is keeping me here you know do you think that would have been enough to like make him snap enough to kill her though i don't think he would have killed her i even at the end of the movie whenever he has her in that position like Mm -hmm. he didn't i don't think he was gonna kill her yeah i don't know what his plan was but (laughs) um also whenever she grabs the fork I was like, why the fuck did you just stab him in the shoulder? Like, that's the most meat on your body. <laughs> and you stab him in the fucking shoulder. Like, he's bent down in front of you. Yeah. Like, stab him in the fucking head or something. Or the neck. Like, get him. Try yeah. and get him in the jugular so yeah. he fucking bleeds out. Yeah. There was that. This is another thing I talk about in my review. So I'm not going to dive too much into it. But there's a lot of instances like that in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you want to, like, just shake the character just be like what the fuck are you thinking <laughs> yeah like at one point she has an axe and she i mean what she does is kind of smart but he's a security guard he doesn't have a gun the most he has is a taser mm-hmm. like you have an axe just fucking go in there and <laughs> fuck yeah. him up yeah and like at that point the dog is dead mm-hmm. i mean uh spoiler alert but mm-hmm. you know I mean, while we're on the topic of this dead dog, like I texted you to give you a fair warning because mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched it before yeah. you did. And I was just like, shit, man, like that's a brutal ass fucking dog killing. It was as soon as she walked into 
as soon as she had the axe and walked into like the room, I thought for sure I was like, okay, this dog is getting an axe axe to the head. <laughs> but the kill was way more brutal than I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so basically, like she's like running away from the dog, and she has a tire iron, and she hops in a car, and then it comes in. She hits it a couple times, and then it gets in further, and she like stabs, I guess, the one end into his neck. Yeah. Fucking blood splatters everywhere, and then the dog like is still alive, and she just like takes it and just fucking pries on it. Mm-hmm. Man, it was brutal. So I was watching this on my laptop because mm-hmm. like I was watching it during the day, so the kids were up and all this shit. And Sarah kept coming up behind me. I was sitting on the couch. She kept coming up behind me and like watching it for a few minutes. And then yeah. <laughs> we were eating supper and she's like, put that movie on the TV. She's like, I'm invested now. I was like, uh. I was like, uh, okay. Um, so we're eating supper and then this fucking dog part comes on and I was just oh like, my Oh God. my God. She had Hunter beside her. So she covered his eyes and I had Brady beside me. So I covered his eyes and I was like, <laughs> this is fucking a brutal dinner time movie to be watching. Yeah, really? And you suggested we do it. <laughs> That's hilarious. You oh can't even God. blame me for that. <laughs> That's funny. So really the only kill in the movie apart from the ending is uh, the boss. Th- yeah, Thomas shows her the tape of her vid- of her boss in the elevator harassing her and she mm-hmm. sticks up for himself herself and leaves. And then he tells her, okay, we're going for a drive and takes her way down into like P5. Mm-hmm. And he has the boss tied up in a chair, taped up. And he says, like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of him, blah, blah. No, he wants her to do it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. He wants her to do it. She won't do it. So he beats him up pretty good. He's bloodied up. And I forget. At this point, like, he's pretty much, like, saying, like, you know, women aren't all sluts and blah, 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 like, sticking up for her. Mm-hmm. And that this kill was, I gotta oh. say, man, this kill was sick. Man. He, like, takes the car and then he's in one of the wheelie office chairs and he just, like, pushes the fucking guy, like, into the wall mm-hmm. and, like, crushes him. And he's, like, still alive, but his fucking guts are hanging out. Yeah. And he backs up and just goes in again and just smashes him in. In the head with yeah. like the fucking bumper of his car. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was and brutal. Like, I don't know if you noticed or not, but like it looked like his whole like rib cage was outside of his body at that mm. point. Yeah. And like I was not expecting like I expected him to kill him, but I wasn't expecting that brutal of a death. I was like, holy shit. Like that was intense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I laughed so hard whenever Thomas, like, he's talking to him. And I don't know, it just the way his character is, it doesn't make him menacing, like I said. Mm-hmm. But he gets out and he's just like, so I like to touch girls, don't you? And I, just, <laughs> I just could not take him seriously. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she gets away back to the office. And... I don't know at this part too, like she doesn't use the landline. She tries to get her own phone and then the dog like rips her purse. Yeah. And this is where I think she sees a video of him kind of like touching her. Yeah. Once she's passed out. Really um, creepy. She gets like really pissed off, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
and she like runs away to the gate and <laughs> she's like yelling up in the streets like you know help me someone try to kill me and then <laughs> it's so funny but so dumb this like homeless lady is like walking by at their carts and she just yells back help me i'm someone's trying to kill me <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah it was so pointless oh my god what do you think of the elevator scene when she's trapped in it? Yeah, I thought it was like okay. So the elevator stops somehow. Like the, he stops it because he has control of it. I think he stops it. Okay, I missed that part because I was no. like, no, she stops it, and then he puts the hose down to try and get her to move it, and she says, yeah. "No, I'm not moving this thing," or something like that. Well, yeah, because she stops it and then she tries to call, like, how you can call, like, elevator maintenance or whatever, some shit, yeah. saying that, like, like she was trying to explain what was going on. And the guy on the other line was just, like, not really comprehending what she was talking about. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Thomas gets on there and he starts talking to her. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, like, she's in between floors. So he, like, opens up the elevator shaft above her. And looks down and then tosses a fire hose down on top of the uh, the elevator that she's in. And I thought yeah. this was really smart on his part. Which also... I, ma- I don't know. I, I don't think this would work at all. What? Why? There's no way that, ele- that elevator would fill that fast with water. And there's water leaking out of it. Like it's not... It's not an enclosed, tight sealed... Okay. ...thing. Okay. I get that it wouldn't fill that quickly, but like, I mean, they're not going to make the fucking scene 15, 20 minutes long. No, I know that, but it just wasn't believable to me. All right. Fair enough. But I mean, before she even opens the elevator doors, there's water pouring out of it. It's like, I don't know. I just, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't like it. (laughs) Um, but that also made me wonder, like, if he actually would kill her. Because, like, that could have if she didn't fucking. Yeah. Like, what if the elevator? Well, I guess he could shut the water off. Never mind. I was going to say, like, what if the elevator didn't turn back on or something like that? But yeah. Um, but yeah, then she, like, lets it fill up halfway and then turns the elevator back on. It gets to the floor that, like, that's below her and then the uh-huh. doors open and is it Carl that's in it? No, he throws Carl down into the elevator when she's in it. Right, right. And then, yeah, the door's open and she, like, shoots it with Carl. And she yeah. tries to wake Carl up, but he's dead. Yeah. And that's when she gets out. And this is when he, Thomas, you know, says the thing about the family and stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, if you hate your job that much, just fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you just stop talking about how he's so lonely and he's the only one down here. It's like if you don't like your job, just quit, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you are in like some prestigious position where you can't go somewhere else and make the same amount of money or something like that. Like, go be a security guard in a mall where you're not locked in a basement or something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess this. Yeah. No, this isn't a mall. This is like a. Uh, office building. like a corporate office building yeah yeah and like he killed carl because you know carl's a family and i guess he's jealous of that 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> I get it. I get it. When with the whole motive thing, but yeah, uh, Thomas is a fairly smart killer. What do you think? Well, he definitely planned shit out. Yeah, but and I do like this scene whenever she's like under the truck, and he obviously knows that she's under there, and he's like talking to her. Then he just starts. Uh, popping the tires like mm. in the truck and it goes down like on top of her almost and she has to, to leave. Yeah. And um, yeah, she starts smashing the cameras. He tases her, puts her to sleep, puts her in the trunk and then the cops show up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The, why did these cops show up in the first place? There's a distress call in the building. Mm. Oh, is that from the elevator? Yeah, it would have been because I like when I was watching it, I was like, "When the fuck did the, was there a distress call?" Yeah, yeah, it must have been when she called from the elevator. Mm-hmm. So I guess Buddy did comprehend what she was talking about. Um, these cops were fucking stupid. Yeah, they didn't really do their job that much. No, because like they're going through, and he even tells them. Oh, hey, look out for P4. There's a water leak or something like that, or a water mm-hmm. main break. Yeah. And they go down and see it. They're like, oh, what happened there? It's like, <laughs> dude, he literally just said there's a water main break. Yeah. But yeah, they don't like do much investigating. Then, like, they go to the bottom and they come back up, and uh, Thomas puts on like the Christmas music through like the intercom. Mm-hmm. And they don't really like clue in, like, why is this music randomly playing loudly in here? Yeah, it wasn't on whenever we first got here. So why is it all of a sudden on now? Yeah, I don't know. And I want to see whenever she gets out of the trunk. I would love to see that on Mythbusters to see if that actually would work. Well, yeah, I was wondering that too, because I mean, like in theory, anybody could break out of a trunk and the way that she did it because she just pops out the key lock and it somehow fucking opens the trunk (laughs) yeah i don't think it would be that easy no no and so yeah they leave and she gets out of the truck the trunk and like the cops are going at the ramp and she's right there and yells but i Mm -hmm. I guess they didn't fucking hear her the music was too loud yeah (laughs) and like the scene whenever she's like looking at it and then she sees thomas come up from like behind the pillar with the dog i don't mean it just didn't seem that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, I'm scared, more scared of the dog than I am of Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a big Rottweiler. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so she kills the dog, and then I think she calls the cops again. Mm-hmm. That was the whole dog scene. Like, even Sarah called her out for that because she smashes out the back window of a car and mm-hmm. gets in the back seat, and she's like. Does she not realize that's a dog could just jump in the back with her? And I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I guess not. And then literally five seconds later, the dog just fucking uh, hops right up and gets in the back with her. Yeah. Yeah. And chomps down on her leg, like a fucking brutal bite on her. Oh leg. yeah. She'll be done, man. Yeah. Um, and then we've already gone through the whole dog kill, so we don't need to yeah, reiterate yeah. it. Uh, so kind of like the final is scene 
Um, she's like in the actual office building. She calls the cops on one of the landlines mm-hmm. and she's hiding. And like, obviously you knew she wasn't in this little like closet. Like she, you know, she puts a little piece of fabric and he thinks it's her. And then she sprays him uh, in the face and that's all she fucking does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, yeah. She that's- doesn't do anything else. She just sprays him and runs away. That pissed me off too. And again, Sarah called her ass out for this too. She's like, she knew that it stopped him once. Why would she throw the can? Why wouldn't she keep it? Yeah. Uh, I was like, I I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't in the script, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And so she like gets a bunch of keys from the office and she's like looking for cars, gets a sunfire and it's fucking Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift Time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like driving around. He kind of, I guess, knows shortcuts. I guess there's like different ways to get through different levels. Yeah. But uh, it's like she forgot how to drive as well. Because she like fucking like runs into <laughs> walls and stuff. It's like, oh man, what are you doing? I said to Sarah when we were watching it because well, she, her hands are handcuffed. So like it would be hard to steer a little bit. Uh, no, not it wouldn't be hard to go in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, she's bouncing off walls like on a straight stretch. But like yeah. to actually turn the wheel to like go around shit would be hard. But like we were watching it and I was just like, oh, my God, like what the fuck? She's just bouncing off every wall. And then just out of nowhere, she guns it and fuck it like you said tokyo drifts around this corner <laughs> out of nowhere i'm like where was this the whole time that you were driving this car around yeah well i don't know it was funny and then they get into like a straightaway and they're facing each other mm-hmm. and she just gets old courage up she's like all right motherfucker and they start playing chicken yeah and like you knew what was going to be outcome with this because thomas you know he he is a pussy yeah. and she even like says it. And so they're going, he like pulls to the side and then he's chasing her again. And she just fucking flips a car in a parking garage. I don't know how you do that, but <laughs> she did. And it lands perfect in the yeah. parking spot. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's crashed. She is like, looks like she's dead. He goes up to her. Checks on her, and then she just stabs him right in the fucking eye. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> it was gross. And then his eye is like super fucking swollen after. Oh, yeah. It's just filled up with blood and shit. I was going to warn you about that scene, too. And I was like, no, I can't just fucking warn him about every scene that he's not going to like in this movie. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, she stabs him in the eye, and then she tases him. And then she handcuffs him to the door. And there's like gas um, like leaking everywhere. And she has a taser. And he already knew what was going to happen. You know, she's walking away from it. And then he says, I just want to be your friend, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets mad and calls her a cunt. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, he said the C word. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just turns around and. Uh, tases the gas and it you know follows the trail and blows up the car and he catches on fire that's another thing i want to see on mythbusters like do you think that that would actually light the gas on fire i feel like they've done that have they i think so 
I remember an episode where they shot um, a gas tank like in a car because you, you know in action movies they shoot the gas tank and the car blows up. Yeah. So they they debunked that myth. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know if I've seen one like that. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, she she gets out of the uh, parking garage and you see like the fire trucks come and mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else? Mm, I don't think so. What'd you think about her limping? I don't know. I know it's a, it's a weird question, but I, like, I just feel like she was limping really weirdly. Like she was walking on the side of her one foot. Well, I mean, she did just flip her car. Yeah, but why are you walking on the side of your foot? I don't know. <laughs> like it was like she was trying to limp, but it wasn't working properly. So she just started walking on the side of her foot to make it look well, like she was limping. I mean, the dog did bite it. it the dog bit her like thigh. <laughs> Fair. Listen, this whole movie, you've been shitting on random little tiny things. That's <laughs> and true. I talk, I talk about her walking on the side of her foot for no fucking reason. Yeah. Now you're defending it. Also, I don't, I don't this, this is like not important, but as she's leaving, I don't know if this is a real store, but it's a store for audiobooks. And I was like, Yeah, I saw that. How, why do you need a whole store for audiobooks? Like, I don't understand. It's fucking well, digital. But it was 2007. Yeah, but what are you selling iPods filled with no. books? No, man, they used to come on cassettes and CDs and shit back in the oh, day. Oh, I guess so, eh? Yeah. My mom okay. and I, like, because my grandmother used to live in Kitchener. So that was f- uh, four and a half, five hours away from us. Mm-hmm. So we would always get audiobooks to listen to on their way there. Huh. And it was always, like, on cassette tapes. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Cool. Now, I mean, well, the internet was obviously a thing in 2007, but it wasn't what it is now. No, no. Oh. All right. Well, that's fair. Mm. That's it? Yep. Alrighty. That's the way the blood splatters. I wasn't sure if you were going to have a special one for this or not. Nah. I was going to say gasoline, but that was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your reviews first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I gave this story a 9 out of 10. No, I'm kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I gave this story a 2 out of 10. Okay. Was very disappointed in this one. I thought I was getting a slosher, but instead I got a parking attendant who hates his job so much, he decides <laughs> to take it out on other people. Uh, very bad writing and not interesting in the slightest. All right, cool. <laughs> and quality, I gave a 3 out of 10. I okay. uh, said terrible writing, direction, and acting. Rachel Nichols was okay, and I was very disappointed in Wes Bentley. I mean, we did kind of talk about that further. It may not have been all him. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like his character could have been so much more menacing and said he was a weak, scared little boy. Uh, I will not watch again. Okay. So all two right. out of ten and three out of ten. Um, for my story, I gave it a three out of ten. 
I said it's not an awful movie, but it has been done before. It's a pretty basic plot that leaves a sense of unfulfillment after watching it. The underground parking garage setting was a nice change from the typical cat and mouse type plot that typically takes place in a house, but it's not enough to make the movie overly interesting. I feel like they could have used that setting to their advantage in order to create a more suspenseful atmosphere, but I didn't feel on the edge of my seat really at all during the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my quality, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay, alright. I didn't mind the acting. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought Wes Bentley did a decent job of switching between like a nice caring person to a complete psychopath, like I already said. Um, I said the gore in this one really fucking surprised me. That uh-huh. car kill, like the dog death, like the eye, the him getting stabbed in the eye. Like I didn't see any of that shit coming. No. Um, I said this movie was ruthless in regards to its kills and the score itself, like not so much the the soundtrack, like with the whole Elvis tunes mm-hmm. and all that but like the score itself was pretty effective and some of the camera work was pretty good for such a confined space mm-hmm. but yeah overall like i originally gave it a three out of five on letterbox but i dropped it down to 2.5 out of five and you guys know our scores head on over to rotten tomatoes and see what they've scored it the critics consensus P2 is full of gore, but low on suspense, featuring a cat and mouse plot that has been done many times before. Um, I swear I did not fucking copy this for my story (laughs) review, but it's pretty fucking similar. Okay. Um, So based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? Um, I'm going to say a 49 Damn, man, you're giving it too much credit. Oh, wow. The critics gave it a 35%. Ouch. On 72 reviews and an average score of 4.5 out of 10. So you're close to the average score. Um, The audience gave it a 36% on 50,000 ratings and an average score of 2.9 out of 5 or a 5.8 out of 10. And the letterbox score was a 2.9 out of 5. Mm-hmm. So same as the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Uh, you gave it a 1.5 stars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Kevin uh, slash and Captain, he gave it a 2.5. Jim No PD gave it a 3.5. And, and that weird cinema girl gave it a 3. Mm, okay. That's all I got. Any of your um, 65,000 followers on there that you want to talk yeah. about? <laughs> uh, there is uh, someone on here who gave like a review for it, and mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. So, um, Suze's Movies gave it a 3 out of 5. Mm-hmm. And their review, all they said was, please tell me those cops got fired. <laughs> <laughs> right? They were yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, you ready for the scare section? Let's do it. What did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave it a 3 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I said there was pretty much one cool kill and the dog kill, um, although it was disturbing, was very gruesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, parking garages are still scary. Mm-hmm. Um, scary scene wasn't so much scary. I said the dog scene just because how disturbing it was, and it was very 
more brutal than I thought it was going to be. Very more brutal. <laughs> yes, my English. Uh, shit. Uh, and would I survive? I said, yes, I would. I feel like, uh, I don't even know what the fucking girl's name. Angela? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could have gotten out of this whole scenario like way easier than she did. Like mm-hmm. the fucking, you know, taxi driver, he just fucking leaves. You know, I feel like she could have done more to get him to try and help. And I don't know. Yeah. So what about you? All right. Um, yeah, my scare rating, I also gave it a three out of 10. <clears throat> um, I forgot to put down a little write up for this part, but uh, yeah, basically like the gore was pretty unexpected in this one. I was not like, I didn't see any of it coming at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like the whole parking garage setting, like it's dark, you're underground, you're, you think you're alone, but there's always like that, like tingle in the back of your fucking neck where it's like, shit, like, is someone watching me? Is someone following me? That kind of feeling. Um, yeah. but yeah. And like you said, like some of the kills are pretty cool, but overall not a scary movie really. Mm-hmm. It's more just the idea that could be. Yeah. Uh, my scariest scene. I said I was originally going to put the scene when Angela is like fucking around with her phone and Thomas pops up behind her with a chloroform rag. Like, oh, right. Yeah. That made me jump a little bit. Like, I knew it was coming, but I was like, I don't know. It was effective because, like, it's all dark behind her and you just see his face illuminated by her mm-hmm. cell phone light. Yeah. But I changed it to the whole eye stabbing scene because when that happened, it just like happened way at a left field. And I literally, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I <laughs> audibly yelled that. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, Oh my God, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect it either. Um, and what I survive, I said, it's another one of those movies where the protagonist has ample opportunity the protagonist has ample opportunities to kill the antagonist, but they just don't. So yes, I think I could survive. Cool. All right. Well, given the fact that this is our last episode of 2021, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do a top 10 list of our favorite horror movies that were released in 2021. That we've watched. That we've watched. Yes, of course. So do you want to just go mm-hmm. like one for one? Sure. Um, I'm not <clears throat> sure if you have any, but I have five honorable mentions. Oh shit! Okay, um, I didn't put any honorable mentions, but I, I can do you want to grab some? Yeah, grab some. Uh, so, do you want me to just do all five of my honorable mentions, or do you want to go one for one? Uh, yeah, do all five. All right. So I have run honorable mention. Mm. Uh, that was kind of one that I totally forgot about. So there may be some movies that I did watch and I just totally forgot. Was uh, run in 2021? Yep. Shit. Okay. Um, A Quiet Place Part 2. Halloween Kills. Okay. Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh. And Boys from County Hell. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't put that in. All right. Anyways. Um, Okay. So, yeah. I'm just going off the cuff here for my honorable mentions. But The Boys from County Hell, for sure is an honorable mention. Um, there's run as well. I didn't realize that came in 2021. Um, 
because Letterboxd has it as 2020, but some of oh, them are okay. some of them are like a gray area. Like they were limitedly released in 2020, but then like a full mm. release in 2021. But anyways, yeah. So run uh, the boys from Candy Hell. Um, I'm going to throw Candyman on there. Okay. I, I was like, debating I, it too. I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't what I expected or like mm-hmm. it wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, I'm going to throw Night Teeth on there. Okay. Because I did have a good time with that movie. And hmm, fuck it. I'll just do both. Uh, the Conjuring Part 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Okay. And The Advent Calendar. Nice. All right. Yeah. Those are solid. Oh, An army of the dead. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Let's let's just go to the top ten. All right. So my numero ten is Spiral from the Book of Saw. Very nice. Uh, I need to rewatch this one again because mm-hmm. um, it may end up higher on my list. But uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good. Um, What's the word? Uh, addition to yeah. the Saw movies. And yeah, so number 10 is Spiral. Cool. Uh, my number 10 is There's Someone Inside Your House. Ooh. I probably would have put that on honorable mention as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. It took me by surprise. I didn't think it was going to be very enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely had a good time with it. Some of the kills were fucking crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Um my number 9 is Fear Street 1978. Okay. Uh this was my favorite out of the three movies. Mhm. So yeah. Cool. Fear Street 1978. Very nice. My number 9 was Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I went into this not expecting much of anything and I came out of it thinking like, shit, this is better than like half of the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it got a lot of hate, but I, I don't think it was deserved hate. No, I don't think so either. Hmm. And like, I was a big critic of the casting choice of Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, like Chris Rock in a horror movie, like who the fuck would ever think that? But I mean, it was, <laughs> he, he actually did a good job. Yeah, but, totally agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, so number eight on my list is Sun. It is a Shutter movie. Mm, I never watched that one. That's good. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um. My number eight is Werewolves Within. Ooh, that's one I need to watch. I need to add that to my watch list, actually. It's just like, it's not a great movie, but it's such a fun fucking movie, man. Like, I was laughing throughout the whole thing. It's a really good horror comedy, and I definitely recommend people check it out if they haven't already. Cool. I definitely will. (laughs) My number seven is Ghostbusters Afterlife. All right. All right. Uh, I had a blast with it. I thought it was so good. Uh, it just captured everything that the first movie did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. Nice. Yeah, I got to watch it still. Uh, my number seven was Manor. 
which was uh, one of the like season two in quotation marks of the Welcome to the Blumhouse series. Yeah. Um, It was my favorite one out of all of them, uh, like from both seasons, if you want to call them seasons. But yeah, it was it was really fucking good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I haven't watched as many of the Blumhouse movies as you you have, Mm -hmm. but I did really enjoy that movie. Yeah. My number six is Antlers. Nice. Um, yeah, really solid horror movie. Uh, I honestly could have put this either at six, five, or four. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. I'm sure it's going to come to one of the streaming services soon. Mm-hmm. I hope so, because that's another one that I need to watch. Yeah. And I'm tired of paying for movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number six is Superhost. Oh, man, I had this on my list, but it had to get bumped off because I remember uh, a few other movies. It was a really good movie. Um, didn't quite break the top five, but my top five, in my opinion, is solid as fuck. So I, I, this is the, actually the one that I swapped whenever we were going through our scare section. Oh, okay. I originally had it at five and I was like, ah, no, I got to switch my five and my six. Um, nice. But yeah, the chick that's in that movie is just insane, man. It's so good. Oh yeah. She does a great job. Mm-hmm. My number five is don't breathe Two. Ah, another one. I haven't watched yet. And you have it. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Add it to one of your eight movies to watch. There we go. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just really love this one. I thought it was um, as good as the first one for my for me. I just I love Stephen Lane and mm-hmm. him kicking ass. You know, he's not really he's a bad guy, but a good guy. It's just uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I can't. Did you say it was as good as the first one? Or better? I don't think it's... I think I enjoy the first one better. Mm-hmm. But I still had a great time with it. Yeah, nice. Um, my number five is Martyr's Lane. Ooh. And I honestly... I can honestly say that it's like the last 15 minutes of that movie that really bumped it up on my list. Because like, whenever I watched it, I think I... I texted you and I was like, dude, like the end of this movie is like Uh fucking stab me in the heart and like twist the (laughs) knife around. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just thought it was a really well done movie. And it was another one that I didn't have high expectations for. It was on shutter. There was no talk about it at all. Uh It was just one of those random ass movies that they threw on there. And I watched it one night and I was like, God damn, like this is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy that one too. Mm-hmm. my number four is the night house oh another one yeah <laughs> you've watched uh, like all of these like top tier like 2021 movies and i'm just sitting here i'm like i haven't watched any of them yet. <laughs> no uh this one switched between three and four but my number three i just had so much fun with it um i had to put it up in the top three <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nighthouse number four. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing a lot of rumblings about that. I need to watch it. 
My number four is Fear Street 1978. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was wondering when some of the Fear Streets might be coming up on your list. <laughs> like you, this one was my favorite one. Um, it just r- really in captured the whole like slasher vibe of the 70s yeah. um yeah. i just uh, yeah i thought they did a really really good job um after the first like after 1994 i was like eh, i don't know if these movies are going to be that good like they're watchable but they're not great yeah because like i thought after 94 it's like if 94 can't capture the nostalgic feeling for me like no that's what it's going for right but yeah i just didn't Yes, I don't know. 78 really kicked it up a notch. Yeah. And my number three might come as a surprise, but it is Vicious Fun. Dude, okay. Like, this is another one of those movies where I was going to put it, <laughs> but it said 2020. Did it? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. It, it had 20. It was on a bunch of 2021 horror film lists, so I just put it on there. Damn it. But uh, yeah, I fucking love this movie. Um, I had such a good time with it. It's so different and gory. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was vicious fun, man. Like, exactly. The, man. The, the title of the movie is a perfect description of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Great. That's a fuck. Yeah. Good movie. <laughs> um, my number three was the wrong turn remake reboot, whatever you want to call it. <sighs> Fuck, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. That's I, good. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, where <laughs> I don't know where it would have landed on my list. Yeah. I probably would have put it at number eight. Okay. And bumped other ones down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's a really good movie. It's a different, so different from the original Wrong Turn movies. Like, oh, yeah. not, even not even. Yeah, exactly. Not even in the same, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, yeah, completely different. But it was really, really well done. All right. Top two. Mm-hmm. My number two is Psycho Goreman. Oh. All right. Just missed out on the top spot. <laughs> uh, Psycho Goreman, I definitely want to watch this movie again because it's fucking great. Um mm-hmm. We were just recommending to our friends there who don't watch horror, but we basically said it's like a 90s, you know, Power Rangers episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's such a good time. Definitely. All right. My number two is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, What? That came out this year? Um, Okay. This is a, it's a gray area movie. Um. There was like half of the releases were 2020 and then the other half was 2021. And I said, fuck it. I'm putting this movie on my list <laughs> because it has to be on my list. Dude, that's sick. It's like, it's number two on your list. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Oh, fuck. And like I as I was typing this out, I was like, dude, this is like two werewolf movies on my list. And I don't even like werewolf movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but like i guess you just add the comedy element to them and it's just they're great yeah exactly i want to know what your number one is uh number one i know i'm probably gonna get a lot of flack and hate for this but my number one is malignant what yeah (laughs) yeah 
Dude, I had such a fucking good time with this movie. I love this movie so much. Oh my god. My yeah. head is like through the fucking roof right now. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I just been the final 20 minutes of this movie. I had a blast, man. I that's, fucking loved it. That's so understandable. Stupid. Yeah. Wow, man. I was not expecting that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I want to go. I, I need to rewatch it because, I mean, yeah. The the last 15, 20 minutes are, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. <sighs> it's so unbelievable. Like, it's so bad, but it's, oh, man. I just, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> If you haven't guessed it already, my number one is Psycho Goreman. Hell yeah. Uh, I fucking loved this movie. It was a perfect mix of like gore and comedy and 90s nostalgia. And like you said, it's like a fucking the, the way I describe it to everybody that has not seen it before is like if they made a horror movie out of Power Rangers villains, this would be yeah. that movie. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, number one, Psycho Goreman. Hell yeah! All right. How would you compare this year of horror to past years? There was good movies that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Like this, this year was one of the better years that, like, in my recent memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, anyways. I think that the more. <clears throat> Indie underground movies did better mm-hmm. than the, uh, you know, mainstream movies. Yeah. I feel like, you know, with movie theaters, you know, and COVID and all that, maybe mm-hmm. as many, many people went and watched them. But yeah, I think this year was really good for uh, smaller budget movies. But like, not even the whole theater thing like what you just mentioned with covid and all that shit but like indie directors are getting so creative yeah and like the shutter exclusives and the shutter originals like shutter is killing it anymore yeah they are like yeah when i first got shutter like it's only five dollars a month when i first got shutter like i had it for a year and i was like i'm canceling this shit like there is fuck all (laughs) on here and this was back whenever it first like came out as an app yeah and and then like i got it again like maybe like a year and a half ago. And ever since then, it's just like banger after banger after banger. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these like indie movies are the ones that are getting released on it. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like this was, I think this was a really good year for horror movies. Yeah. I like even, agree. even like we have a top 10 list and then we both had like fucking five or six honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still more that like we easily could have put on the list. Oh, easily. Yeah, we could have had a fucking top 20. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Uh, It's my turn to pick the movie. Yep. I texted you before we started recording, and I said, I hope my plan works. (laughs) And it kind of did. Okay. Not not quite, but it kind of did. And you said that you really want to rewatch this movie. So okay. next week, we're going to be doing Psycho Goreman. Oh, shit. Yes. Nice. It, was, it was really, my plan was, because I was thinking like Psycho Goreman, it's going to be Brooks number one. It's going to be nine, my number one. And yeah. we're just going to do our favorite horror movie from 2021. 
And that's what our that's what we're going to kick off 2022 with. But I mean, it was second place for you. It's close enough. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. I'm so excited to talk about this fucking movie. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Yeah. Cool. All right. That concludes our year of 2021. I personally want to thank each and every one of our listeners, our followers on Instagram, our supporters, anybody that's reached out to us over the past couple of years where we've been doing this. Um, thank you for the support, um, for the love, for for the collaborations, for everything that you guys do. Um, this has been a fucking another fucked up year with COVID and the pandemic and everything like that. But we were able to find some shred of light with what we do with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can't say any more than Mark did. Uh, really grateful for all the support and all the friends that we made. Um this year even more podcast buddies so uh Mm -hmm. yeah i'm very excited to see what 2022 has in store for us hell yeah and we'll get to do another top 10 horror movies next year (laughs) (laughs) all right man that's it that is it uh if you guys want to catch us on social media you can find us at the podcast on elm street if you click the link in our bio on instagram you will find links to our Public account where we have some merch. There's also a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. There's also links to our Discord server, our Twitch account, our Letterboxd accounts, and any way that you can listen to us. And, and uh, we will see you all in 2022. Hell yeah. Talk to you later, guys. Happy New Year's, motherfuckers. <laughs>